Welcome back to Mystery Ingredient. This is Jess, and you're listening to our Vegan Iron Chef podcast, where we talk about people and food and food and people of the vegan variety. We want to show cruelty-free cuisine is empowering, inspiring, and exciting. And this podcast lets us share real behind-the-scenes conversations with the people creating, eating, and talking about the food we eat. Today's guest comes to us from a universe far, far away, the Mar Galaxy. Hey there, this is Jess, and Mystery Ingredient has returned fresh for spring 2018. Today, we're joined by the maker of a cosmic line of guilt-free treats made right here in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to Margot of the Mar Galaxy. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Margot. Thanks for having me. Um, so I want to get started by asking, what did you have for lunch today? <laughs> well, today I had uh, some Aviv for lunch. Ah, yeah. Your neighbor. My neighbor. Yeah, I love, love Aviv so much. Um, they make delicious dishes that are just throwing it right back to Israel that just, I don't think any any place in town can uh, can get to the level of their yumness. I enjoy their plateware. Yeah, very clean, white. And it works because it's so cute. And it, I have to say, I don't dine out as much as I used to, but I've had actually nice service there. Oh, good, good. <laughs> That's refreshing. Yeah, they're pretty good people over there. They're, they're great neighbors, great neighbors to have next door. So, Margot, can you tell me about how one reaches, how one discovers their own Mar Galaxy? Wow, great question. (laughs) (laughs) I think that uh, for me, it was a matter of taking time to ask myself what exactly I want in this lifetime. So I would inspire everyone to kind of sit with themselves for a moment or two and just ask if this is the life that you chose or if it chose you and find that Mar Galaxy <laughs> deep inside, wherever it may be, and just shine, shine bright and bring out that Mar Galaxy within you. So what did this aha moment of intergalactic discovery, like what did it tell you if you can share? Oh yeah, of course. So. As a baker, uh, trained baker, <laughs> I guess you would say, um, I have had quite the experience with uh, making all sorts of pastries in fine dining, in bakeries, in chocolate shops, cupcake shops in the mall, just about every crazy job. I, oh, actually, I have never worked at a French patisserie. Oh. But uh, I've had a lot of different types of um, kitchen jobs, and um, I worked at Crema Coffee and Bakery on 28th and Inkney, and um, I had a friend named Sean, and uh, he told me that he actually had given me the name Mar Galaxy. So he had called me that just because he looked at me and was like, can I call you this? (laughs) So obviously he had something within him that wanted to, you know, turn to me as 
a galactic person or yeah he wa- he wanted me to me to have the name so he gifted that to me and thank you Sean um he the last time I saw him he worked at a German bakery here in town oh. but he's very uh spacey himself <laughs> um so with that being said the idea of Mar Galaxy the name was kind of stuck with me for a few years and um I really enjoyed the nickname, but I never, like, if someone were to ask me, like, what's your nickname? I would never say Mark Galaxy. <laughs> um, and then when I decided to leave my bakery job and start my own thing, um, the name just kept repeating itself, Mark Galaxy. And I was like, okay, that's what it shall be. And uh, my luckily I have some of the greatest friends um, on this planet and my friend Janet designed uh, a super cosmic logo for me with my face in the moon uh, and then some other galaxies in the back. Who could ask for more? <laughs> but so that idea with that, um, with the how it aligns with the actual food aspect is um, creating something raw and vegan sometimes doesn't go over well with with our other non-vegan friends. And so the cosmic line of treats is for everyone who wants to try something new and hopefully it'll take your taste buds out of orbit. Well, what brought you to raw and cosmic? So with raw and cosmic, um, the the products that I make, uh, specifically the moon bar, it's got chia seeds, almonds, dates, cacao powder, coconut palm nectar, coconut oil, almond extract, and vanilla extract. Um, so this idea of the product being raw and broken up into a bunch of million different little galaxies, um, the moon bar came to me um, because it looks like it's something from out of this world. It's like pretty PC and it's got like some nice craters and like description of how something maybe like space food or astronaut food might taste like. Um, and the bars are served cold or they're sold cold and kept cold. Um, so they're perishable and the idea of raw, uh, it's really easy for your for all of us for all of our bodies to break down something raw and I like the idea of my body kind of my digestive system giving it a rest so that I can still feel sustained but I'm not eating something like cane sugar um, throughout my day and then I think that's do you have a ratio that you do raw or not in your life Oh, good question. I love talking about raw, eating raw. Please, so thank tell you. me anything. Woo! So um, I do eat raw mostly till okay. about two, or I would say like, so today, for example, working a full day at the cart, um, I usually eat lunch around 12 um, or two. But if I'm, if I'm doing other things, like if I'm in production, I'll usually stay raw until about... 2 p.m. and then I'll eat a cooked dinner um, and 
the idea of raw for me is just asking your body like what it wants to eat and sometimes I don't always feel super hungry like the idea that like breakfast is the most important meal of the day I don't find myself getting hungry until like maybe 10 30 or 11 but sometimes if I'm working like if I know I'm working an eight or nine hour day I will like be like all right you gotta drink this full smoothie before 8 a.m like you have to eat this avocado toast (laughs) before 8 a.m in order for you to sustain yourself I don't know why I'm talking through I like it so it's like instinctual for you right you're feeling very what's going on yeah um I think some people call it like intuitive eating ah yes (gasps) yeah and it fascinates me because I mean being vegan for a couple years now and vegetarian prior to that um I've pretty much had a lot of I've had a lot of dietary restrictions my whole life Mm. um so actually my mom wrote in my baby book still breaking out two eggs dairy no kidding yeah peanuts and yogurt and so when I got older I never really uh had um I guess the the any other exposure I've never had like I was eating that those types of things and products at the time um and then when I as I got older I I noticed it started to make my body not feel that great Mm -hmm. um so I was just taking lactate pills whenever I would want to eat dairy at the time and then after a while of this routine I questioned myself why are you taking a pill to just cover up this like you know allergy or like your body can't break this down so like why are you doing this it took me a couple years to really learn my lesson. Um, and then I started getting like really sick from eating dairy, like really sick. And I was like, okay, I'm obviously lactose intolerant. Obviously this does not sit well with me. And why would I keep putting myself through this misery? Like this sucks. Um, but then as a teenager, I never really like, I had discovered almond and coconut milk like a lot later in life growing up in Florida. You know, there's not... Things have changed now. It's yes. Okay. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. And um, so, yeah, I basically have a lot of food allergies. And so that kind of brought me to this point in my life where vegan is just a no-brainer. I'm just like, all right, this is great. Like, who wouldn't want to eat vegetables? And, like, who wouldn't want to eat a rainbow? It just makes you feel oh, better. I love that. Yeah. Well, so what... How did the moon bar come to be? And who, you know, how did you get started? How did you get this into a market or a store or getting your own production line where it's you making these beautiful products? Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it all started. um, So I... I've worked at a few bakeries in town. Um, I've worked at Tula Gluten-Free Bakery. That was my first job here. I would be biking in the morning at 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. To get to this bakery shift, and I loved it. It was great. And that bakery was amazing. Um, They weren't fully vegan, but they had awesome pastries, and it was a really good job for me to experience uh, it was great um and then uh, i moved out into the middle of the forest and worked at opal creek which is um they had an all vegetarian kitchen at the time it was awesome oh, wow. it was awesome 
And uh, then I moved back into town and worked at a few other bakeries like Crema. And then I finally was like, you know what? You need to work harder, girl. You need to get that job you want. You need to work at Back to Eden. <laughs> so I was like, you're going to get that job. And so I really pushed myself and applied. They had an opening. And I worked there for about six months. And it was great. I love the people that own it. They're good people. And uh, the people that I met made lifelong friendships with. And uh, then uh, after working there for a while, um, I was dating my partner, Chan, and uh, he saw how passionate I was about my craft. Like, if I was going to go and start my own thing or do my own business, um, it would obviously be in food. <laughs> Just working in bakeries and, like, like I said, cupcake shops in the mall in Florida. Um, since I was 14 or 15, it was about time that I was like, I knew I had a reason to move out to Portland. Like, I knew I had to start something and like, what a better place. What, you know, Portland is like this magical little cloud. And we just all like are so lucky and blessed to like live in this amazing city. Whew. And, um, so after that, um, I took a Mercy Corps a business class, oh, cool. which is amazing. I highly recommend it to anyone who is on the fence about starting their own business or just wanting a good organization to work with or donate to. They've helped immensely on my journey. And uh, yeah, great resource in town. Fantastic people. Uh, so after taking the business class, I decided... First, my concept was... Um, I was going to do a, like a pie, like a, like a chocolate pie. Uh, my background, uh, so my experience, uh, prior to moving out to Portland, I have a degree in international, uh, French patisserie and baking. So I went to Florida Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. Amazing. <laughs> Thanks. It was, it was great. It was, it was a good time. And then after... I finished, I was like, I'm out. And my mom was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, I have to go. Like, I cannot be here. <laughs> so I moved out to uh, Portland in 2012. And um, at that time, I had a vision and I would always, it's like this one dream that I have is, um, or had. I mean, it's evolved so much, but it was a tea house. I wanted to have a tea house. So I wanted to like serve vegan like pastries and, and, uh, the triple decker, uh, like little tea sandwiches and crumpets sure. and snacks and, uh, and then to live above the tea house. So like get a house. Cause I have, I have a thing for house businesses. Okay. Okay. They are so good. They're so I love house businesses. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite things about Portland. So that is like uh, how I really had the motive to, when I moved out here, I was like, all right, I know I'm gonna have something. Like, I don't know if it's a tea house. I don't know what it's gonna be. Um, but then I met my partner Chan and he was like really encouraging and we were dating and um, I would wake up at like 3.30 to bike to back to Eden. 
and I was just Good commuting my bike. Yeah. And, uh, it was great. And, but it was also like, I lied. It's, it wasn't great. It was like emotionally draining. It was very draining to get on your bike at three thirty, leave your sweetie. And I was like, I, I can't do this life. Like, this is really hard. <laughs> like I want to do something. I think, I, I think I want to work for myself. Mm. So, uh, the, what was the question again? So you start. So then you started more galaxy. Yeah. So tell tell me more about you know you. Ha- so you're telling me you went to Mercy Corps business program. You had an amazing support system, and you took the next step to I'm gonna say it to become a veganpreneur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never heard that oh, one really? before. You don't hear it too much, but it's there. Oh, golly, <laughs> you're a veganpreneur. <laughs> Nice word. I like that. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, I believe Miyoko Shinner coined it. Really? Wow. So tell me more about, I see on your website you write, entrepreneurship is not a career. It's a lifestyle. Go the extra mile, eliminate distractions, and accept challenges. Make personal time, stay calm, and remain humble. Start small, be willing to adapt, and give feedback. So I did read that um, in your blog because I still, I, you know, I'm reading your blog and I'd like to get your point of view on that. And I also wanted to say I'm enjoying it more now that we've met in person and hearing your voice in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me to elaborate a little more on yeah, that? Tell, give me anything on that. Yeah, the journey is hard. It's long. Um, I'm very much or how I was raised is it's like I want it now mm-hmm. or like I need results now you know like I'm gonna eat that candy bar now um and then entrepreneurship it's just a it's like a long bottom like a long mm-hmm. ball away it's very much like a a journey and there's there's just a lot of things that come up you have to be a flexible adaptable there's just so many um, skills that it, like, you know, challenges you in and, and makes you feel, like, blubber sometimes. But then also, like, being here is, like, just some little sprinkle, like, magic. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> there's, there's, like, you know, it's an ebb and flow. And, like, I always try and keep in mind, uh, my partner Chan reminds me, be like water mm. and just flow. What's been the biggest surprise? The biggest thing for me, the biggest challenge. Sure. What's being whether it's a delight or, or a challenge. Surprise, yeah, yeah, either way. I think just finding the balance and to really not take things emotionally mm. and really think like with my like more logical side, where I've always been like very flowy and like. I think of myself as like like I'm a earth I'm an earth sign so I pretty much like am grounded but then always have to remember to to flow because anything can be thrown at you at any point in this life and there's no no point to like you know lingering on that you just gotta let the let it go. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so tell me more about the Mar Galaxy here in Portland and, you know, 
where it is, where you are, what else is going on? Oh, sure. So the Mar Galaxy has been established now for two, two and a half years. It'll be three years in um, October. And it all started at this little juice cart, best friend. We needed a snack. We needed a little grab and go. We get a lot of questions like, hey, do you have any muffins? And I'm just like, hey, have you tried a moon bar? <laughs> so you're working there. You're the, co- you're the co-person behind it. Yeah, so Best Friend was started in 2015 as well, the same exact time as Mar Galaxy. Um, and I'm a co-owner there. So I'm a co-owner with my partner, Chan. And cool. uh, we run the juice truck. It started with our friend, um, Dan. Okay. So Chan, Dan and myself <laughs> and then Dan moved back to Michigan what's up Dan and um yeah it's just Chan and I running it now with the help of some beautiful souls that's wonderful but the idea of the moon bar I don't know I keep saying that by the way <laughs> I enjoy it I <laughs> it's, it's like the secret news but actually there's all these people hearing it <laughs> secrets Uh, The Moon Bar started at Best Friend, and then I was actually producing in Portobello right next door. Oh, cool. So I started producing in the cart, and then I started making, needing to make more. Like, the problem was a good problem. I was like, I need more trays. (laughs) So it was like, people liked the bars, and they were really into, you know, trying out something new, and that was like more of a a leap forward of like oh hey like this could maybe sustain you like people like this maybe so (laughs) and i saw now they're even in eugene yeah so they are at a few spots in portland um my first vendor was uh people's food co-op and also my friend uh he ran a new foods kitchen my friend joe oh okay um new foods market was uh, the online grocery store and now he's uh an all-vegan commercial kitchen on 7th and Salmon. I have heard this. New Foods Kitchen. Yeah, it's it's a that's where I produce out of now. And it's a magical space. It's so it's so lovely. The ceilings are tall. There's like an open garage door window and the natural lighting is really nice. And to know that it's all vegan is super super like reassuring that like no contamination can happen. Now they're in People's Food Co-op. They've been in Harlow, Prasad, Best Friend, Juice Cart. Also at uh, Flyaway Tea Shop on 9th and Beach, or Beach and Mississippi. It's okay. a lovely little nook here in Portland. Um, so, well tell me, you went from the moon bar. How did the line grow? What was that create, creative process like? And then what was the customer feedback like? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the moon bars were a hit. People really liked this cacao treat, and then they felt good about eating it too, which made me really happy. Because my whole idea was to veer away a bit from the cane sugar, which mm-hmm. is crazy how much cane sugar is in a lot of... And it's products a out there. Terrifying industry. Very much so. Yeah. And so with that uh, launch launching into orbit, the moon bar yeah. was a good favorite. <laughs> and then um, 
around Christmas, like the holiday time, I was just experimenting with mint and I was sampling out at uh, Mercy Corp's holiday market and people really liked it. They were like, oh my God, choco peppermint party. Like they were like, <laughs> they loved it. And I was just like, all right, this is gonna, I'll just start making this. I'll just start making it for the people. Um, I like how you found the one guy who's a trans man from the Bronx. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He, no, there have been great people, like, people from all over the world, especially during holiday markets and time. Mm. So many tourists in Portland. It's awesome. More people finding about, out about our city and about our snacks and the restaurants. Yeah, there's, it's, it's good to have. Well, you mentioned Aviv earlier. Um, Portland is certainly, it's no secret that it is vegan insanity here, and it's a lifestyle, and it's a business. I mean, it's everything. It's wonderful. Uh, It brought me here long ago, and I'm somehow still here. (laughs) But uh, tell us more about what are your kind of top two places to go out to eat or shop that you'd want people to check out? Ooh, good question. I, if I'll be honest, I cook a lot at home, <laughs> just like you. Yeah, I yeah. don't as much anymore. <laughs> I really love, um, I can't speak highly enough of People's Food Co-op. I really love Ugh, that place. You are ta- you're talking my language. <laughs> Their produce selection is just like, oh my gosh, it's orgasmic. It's foodgasmic. Mm-hmm. And I really love being within walking distance um, I mainly do cook a lot at home, but recently I have tried Kati Portland. Oh, man. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. That food is so good. They're, it's so authentic. And, like, I was just like, yes, like, we need more food like this. Like, I love There's the authenticity. Yes. Ah, oh, power to the people. Exactly. Beautiful. So Kati, People's Food Club, and, um... I mean, I spend most of my days at Best Friend, so I'm biased. <laughs> uh, but normally, um, I really love... I, this has always been a favorite of mine, like, till the end of time, is Brass Tacks sandwiches. Uh, I, I am seeing a theme here. They're also women-owned, aren't they? They are, yeah. And well, like, Best Friend is half women-owned. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. but yes. And they're, you know, they're handcrafted. They're making things from scratch. Yes. Yeah, I think that, like, I mean, as humans, like, it's our gift to spread, you know, what we're working on internally, externally. Mm-hmm. And why not? It's all about taking risks. Like, if you, you know, if we keep living in fear, like, change won't come. And also, I think change is good to to kind of experience or kind of push yourself through, I guess. Take a leap of faith. So, Marco, what's in store for the future of Mar Galaxy? I'm actually an, uh, launching my Superfood Snack subscription. So that will basically uh, have people come to uh, go to my website and you can try out an array of the snacks um, delivered right to your doorstep. And, yeah, stock up your pantry with some really nice and healthful treats. Um, like what? So there's the Mar Galaxy Moon Bars, uh, the Mar Galaxy Peppermint Moon Bars, 
which are chia brownie bars. And also we've got the uh, Cosmic Crunch uh, Superfood Granola, which is made from goji berries and almonds and walnuts soaked overnight. And so it has a nice light crunch. It's uh, all dehydrated, so it doesn't hit the oven once. Oh, that's so super intriguing. Yeah. Is that Peoples, right? It is. Not as though you're in the cereal there. section. Yeah. So if y'all are interested in ever trying any snacks, feel free to reach out. What's the Question. what's your go-to springtime smoothie right now? Ooh. You mean like for myself personally or sure. the at the car? Yeah, tell me yours if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. So I usually do about an one orange. Um, and then I have uh, usually coconut or almond milk as the base. Um, and then I use either like frozen berries um, or a frozen nanner. <laughs> Throw that in there. And uh, some sometimes I'm feeling a little bit, you know, risky. I'll take a little mint, put a little mint in there. Um, but recently it's been more uh, like citrus the past couple of weeks citrusy mm -hmm. berry like with like peanut butter or almond butter Ooh. and then i also have like a ton of like superfood powders to <laughs> throw in there kind of alters the taste but it's uh i just i just drink it for uh i don't drink it for the taste anymore vitality <laughs> yes yeah i put some moringa in there, I put some barley grass juice powder. Um, I dedicate that one to my best friend Courtney. She is an amazing healer in Asheville, and she recommended that I start putting barley grass juice powder in my smoothies. I've never even heard of that. I know it's like juiced barley and that barley grass, and then it's f made into a powder. I don't know, That's but it wonderful. does it does does something to me. <laughs> something good. Something good, yeah. Well, Margo, what do you think is in store for the future of vegan food? You're seeing, you know, crazy imitation or scientific vegan meats happening. You're seeing more products than ever, um, and then you're seeing people eat more different types of vegetables trending than others. What do you see as the future? What do you want? the future of vegan food to be? Ooh. <laughs> you can answer both or each. Okay. <laughs> or either or. <laughs> yeah, I think that to know that veganism is raising by uh, 600% in the last three years. Oh right? my gosh. Is that something like that? Prom I, I haven't looked at studies, but I believe you instantly. Yeah. So <laughs> to know that, that's hope, like for sure. And it's so easy. I think that like... Once people see that it could be, and you know, the FDA did not quote Margot on this, but like once they see that like it could potentially, the people, it could potentially like reduce inflammation, um, any sort of connection to diseases. Um, yeah, I think that like there's hope for, I hope that people can start seeing the way that it really actually feels on their body mm -hmm. because sometimes a lot of us are blind to it or don't want to make the change but it's always like I have to remind myself that when you do that detox or you know to any advice 
any advice to the people out there when you do like a detox from a certain way that we you or you know I have been eating for the last 20 30 years it's not going to feel that great at first but then when you get over the hurdle it's it's like a Oh man, there's this meme I wish I had. I wish, I mean, I know this is all like voice activated, but there's this meme, meme of Ace Ventura when he is with all the animals, you know, Jim Carrey. And then it's like, there's a meme that says like, this is what it feels like when you go vegan. And it's just like, ah! <laughs> I have a little brother. I remember these. Yeah. <laughs> so it just like, I think spreading the awareness is like the most important thing. And honestly, like... To have a friend that's, like, actually interested in, like, something you have to say or offer or not cringe at, like, oh, I can't watch that. I can't look at that. That's, it's, like, we have to start waking up and, like, sharing information because the more we withhold it or, like, think of it as, like, a, like, a tradition, it kind of messes with, like, the morality of, like, or the way we club. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I... I see a lot of amazing products on the market. Like, Chow Cheese has been doing it for a while. There's, like, I love Squirrel and Crow Tempeh and Veggie Pate. That guy's a wizard. And there's just, like, I mean, especially living in Portland, like, we have access to a lot. Like, we're so lucky. And I know that, like, when I went home in Florida, I saw that they had, like, a pretty small vegan section. But it's also a matter of, like, if you can open a can, you could be vegan. It's, like, it's pretty much, it's simple. Like, if you can open a can or, like, you know, read a recipe or just, like, throw it something together, like, you could do it. And I really would encourage anyone to, you know, always just ask or, like, if you have any questions, don't be afraid. You can always reach out to me or, like, I'm sure Jess at Vegan Iron Chef because there's a ton of information and it actually feels good. And I just actually, I don't really buy that much packaged meats, like fake meats. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we mess with jackfruit, which is really delicious. Uh, I have yet to have it really, really oh. impressed me. Oh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm totally down to eating it, but I've had it, like, I feel like I want to make something for you. You totally should have to try it. <laughs> That's, like, <laughs> I, want to, I want you to like it. I do, too. I know. Yeah. I, well, maybe soon. I'm with you. I want... I, I love... I think Portland is a super special place, and I think people are almost... I'm, I worry sometimes they're a bit spoiled here as Portland vegans, so I want to see people that continue cooking and going to the farmer's markets. Like, I don't want that same trap of people who go to farmer's markets and buy stuff and then never use it. So I want Portland vegans to, like, keep cooking because cooking is great. So I'm really um, I'm looking forward to your class in people's. Aw, thank you. <laughs> um, is there... You, you've shared so much, Margo, and it's it's seriously, it's motivating and inspiring and, uh, you know, we keep saying it's cosmic, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so, I mean, it's so fondly. Is there anything else you want people to know about yourself, veganism, chia seeds? <laughs> yeah, um, well, thank you for making the cosmic connection and to Carmen too. Yes. Thank you, Carmen. Yes. Thank you, Carmen. If people would like to find out more, you can go to my website at www.margalaxy.com or my Instagram, margalaxy underscore. 
And Best Friend has its own website and Instagram as well. Um, I'm not there every day, so if you really want to find me, just email me. <laughs> and also, um, they, anyone could buy my snacks at Best Friend. At People's are the two main in the city right now. And uh, also delivered to your doorstep by yours truly. That's so nice. Well, Margo, thank you. You It has been such a delight, and um, I'm so glad that we got to have you on our podcast here today with Mystery Ingredient. Thank you. It's been great to chat with you. Thanks for giving me the platform to speak openly. Always, and I look forward to us talking more and talking more about jackfruit in the future. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Margo. Thank you. You've been listening to Mystery Ingredient, the Vegan Iron Chef podcast. Vegan Iron Chef is a 100% volunteer-run 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Portland, Oregon, founded 2010. You can find out more information at veganironchef.org and check out the podcast and subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. What's the mystery ingredient, you ask? Well, a long time ago, it was ginger. I've contemplated the idea of giving tours mm. with... Um, house businesses. I might have to cut that because that's just so precious. I don't want I don't know if I want someone taking it from you, but I enjoy it. Cut it. <laughs>